Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. And the ball game's over, and the Giants have won Super Bowl 46. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Talking Mets, Yankees, Nets, Knicks, Jets, Giants, really whatever it is that you feel like discussing on this. Uh, What day is it? Wednesday morning. You know, Daniel Jones' contract has been a big focal point where, you know, he gets a new agent and trying to negotiate, you know, to a contract similar to what Dak Prescott got. Uh Uh-oh, things just got interesting, if not scary, with the Giants. And then one of the ramifications um, after that for Saquon Barkley. The Jets and their inept quarterback history, although I guess you could just say their ineptitude as a franchise overall. They have to decide which quarterback they're going to be able to go and bring in. And the meeting with Derek Carr went well. He loves the Jets. They love him. What can possibly go wrong? I'd still wait out on Aaron Rodgers if I'm the Jets. Yankees' Aaron Boone had some interesting things to say yesterday, basically calling us all crazy if we don't think that there's a comeback, bounce-back year in Josh Donaldson. Wow. Boone thinks we're crazy. I got news for you. Aaron Boone is lost when it comes to Josh Donaldson. The progression would show you that Donaldson, over the last couple years, As he got older, the performance started to decline. So I'm not sure what exactly Boone is basing it off of with Donaldson being, you know, in position to have a bounce back year and that we're crazy if we don't think that it's possible. No, no, Aaron. I'm good. 
I mean, I admit when I'm crazy, and I am at times, but this is not one of those cases. And then, of course, talking about Steve Cohen, you know where I'm crazy? I'm crazy in love with Steve Cohen, or should I say King Cohen? As people are giving Cohen, the media is giving Cohen crap about the three- to five-year window thing. Results may vary. Can't guarantee that. Can't control that. But anything that he can control, he's controlled it to the highest level. Or he's executed or done whatever he could to the highest level. How can you not love Steve Cohen? For many reasons. 877-337-6666 or whatever's on your mind. Eli is calling from Long Branch. What's up, Eli? Hey, Sal. How's it going, man? How are you? Good morning, Eli. How are you? I'm good, man. Thanks, bro. Um, I want to discuss uh, Jones for a bit and uh, a couple other things if you have a minute. Um, about Jones, I mean, I think it's obviously absolutely ludicrous, insane. I don't think he's going to get anywhere near $45 billion. My walkaway number with him is 35. I was wondering what you think about that. Yeah, I think it's got to be under. Now, it wouldn't be a walkaway number, but I think for the Giants to have maximized their success, it should be a number under 35. My question to you is, what do you do? So let's say, Eli, you're the Giants. Daniel Jones says we want $40 million. You say the best is 35. He says no good. You're walking away, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, or, we could, or we could try the... Well, then what? Franchise tag on him. Right. Well, you, you have that. Isn't that what? Isn't that one like thirty three or something like that? No, that. Who? The the the. Oh, the franchise. The, All right. So that's. Are you going to do that? Are you franchise tagging him? If I have to, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that's an option. You could go out there and get somebody else. You don't have to just bring him back. But okay, so you'd franchise tag Daniel Jones, which, by the way, that may happen. I mean, I, don't, I would like to do the exclusive one. With the one where you know where you could still go out and talk to teams, but then, like if anyone signs it, we get like back like two first round picks or something like that. That's what I would be willing to do with him. Well, I mean, uh, I, I think the Giants are going to place a franchise tag on him if they can't come to an agreement, and that at least you know now it's going to chew up their cap. You know, over thirty million bucks automatically going to the cap because you can't maneuver that money around with the without a new contract, but. You know, the Giants are not going to go into this year. I would be shocked if Daniel Jones is playing anywhere else this year and really beyond. I think ultimately they'll come to an agreement on a longer-term deal than the franchise tag, uh, which they might need to keep Saquon Barkley as well. Yeah, but ultimately, I mean, I think he's, um, I mean, I'm a little surprised that he's not, like, you know, trying to play uh, a little bit ball and everything with them. I mean, you know, he, 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 he understands how good he could be and everything, I think. If he actually had all the white weapons and things like that around him, I mean, you, you, you look at you know, you look at Brady and everything. For the, the amount of years and everything, he took a pay, pay cut, everything to stay with the Patriots to do with that coach and everything because he knew the kind of rings ultimately he could win. I think. Right, different situation. I don't think, and thank you for the call, Eli. I don't think that right now. The Giants are built well enough to win to where Daniel Jones is looking at him saying, hey, you know what, if I take a pay cut here, we could go win a Super Bowl. A little different. Plus, Brady already had his money, I think, at that point. I forget the exact timeline of it. But I I was a little disappointed and surprised to see that Daniel Jones fired his agent. And that tells you that he wants the most money. I mean, that's what it would indicate to me maybe I shouldn't assume maybe there's something else going on there but it just seems like Jones 
wants to maximize right now. Can't blame him for it, but I also wouldn't blame the Giants if they, for whatever reason, turn him down. Hector is calling from Washington Heights. Good morning, my friend. Uh, good morning, good morning, brother. Good to have you back, man. Yeah, did you miss me? Absolutely. I'm not even going to play with you today. Heck yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, you know, I mess around with you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I miss you too, of course. Uh, but good to have you back. It's good to be listening. I've been a little bit in and out, uh, but it's, it's been fun. And, and being in NY today, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed that. Are you sure? What about the segment where, uh, you know, the C block there with uh, Danny couldn't blow the bubble gum? Did you see that whole thing? Yeah, yeah, that that was funny. Yeah, that, that, the whole uh, McCarron juggling and yeah, well, that was pretty good. I was impressed by McCarron the juggling. Yeah. To be honest, with you. yeah, I can't do that. That was impressive. Yeah, I couldn't do that at all. So uh, listen, he could definitely get in any time and show that I'll, I'll be watching. <laughs> But I want to try to kick around a few things and mostly Mets. But, you know, listening in, you always, uh, you in the corners always pique my interest. And this whole Daniel Jones thing, <laughs> you know, you know, I've been, I've been with you for the most time. And yes, you know, we give him credit because he had a heck of a year. And everybody, you know, people say he's earned it. Okay, he earned a contract. He did not earn $45 million a year. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Right. And the thing that I think about most, I don't, I don't know if it's, Fair. Listen, I guess if, if, if I always have a hard time with the GM's name, Shane. Joe Shane, yes. Joe Shane. If him and Dable um think that it's worth it, and they want to tie their little Giants career to, to this guy, then I guess go ahead and do it. But I don't think it's fair, you know, if, if, if the ownership comes in and says, yeah, we want to give this guy the money because, you know, how they felt about him all these years and stuff. And then, you know, if that doesn't pan out, you know, are these guys going to be held accountable for it? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I really like what they've done, so I would like to see them move forward with the team and how they want to move forward. Agreed. And ownership, be- the, the best thing ownership could do, Hector, is let the guys that they hired do the jobs that they hired them to do. Get out of the way. It, let them make the decision. If it's their decision, we can live with it. Yes, yes, please. Because, I, you know, I, I just don't understand this whole thing with the NFL that the next guy up has to get the most money or has to get the next biggest contract, like, like especially for these quarterbacks. Like, no, nah, I'm sorry. Like I said, the kid showed a lot of improvement. You hope that he's going to break out. You know, I, I know everybody brings up the whole Josh Allen comparison. Um, but, man, geez, I, I don't know if I can go. I don't know how far I want to go. I don't even want to say a number. I know 45 ain't it. <laughs> That's right. for sure. Right, exactly. It's got to be the only number to me that would be acceptable would be around 35. I would hope under. It could be slightly over. It's got to be between 35 and 40. You start getting close to 40, I I would not go that way myself. No, no, no. Um, The other thing I wanted to touch on real quick is that whole mix schedule. You know, I heard you and you had the same reaction that ironically I looked at it earlier today too because I was in a conversation about the mix. And, you know, someone asked, you know, what do you think going forward? And I don't really like to do that too much. But the thing that struck me right away was that March 9th through 14th, that West Coast stretch. I was like, oof, if they get through this gauntlet, let's call that the West Coast gauntlet, like the Mets, then, then I think they'll be, they'll be all right. That's um, a, I, yeah, that is a rough patch. By the way, I did look at the Mets schedule, too. They have it early this year, I think in the first yes. month. Yes, yes. Get good. Get that thing out of the way quick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to go nuts about that this year. So, yeah, listen, last year I was all defiant about it, and they, they made me look bad. So, 
Just do whatever the heck you're going to do out there, man. I said, Bus, let's go there. You know, I, I feel great about this team. Well, I'm, I'm not going to say great <laughs> because there's still a couple of things that, you know, I wish were a little bit different, uh, which I will probably end with. Um, but, you know, I, you got to love everything we've heard from Cohen. You know, some people want to say, oh, he's backtracking on the guarantee. And it, like, come on, let's not, be, let's not be unrealistic. Who really thinks that, you know, because he says three to five years, if he doesn't do that, it's a failure. Like, the guy is putting in the effort. And as long as he puts in the effort, listen, and I'll be the first guy here in five, six years. We haven't won. I'll still be going crazy. But that's because just I, I want to win as a fan, right? Not because I'm putting it on Steve Cohen. Right, not because, you're right, there's a difference between being upset that the team didn't win and being upset that the team is not trying to win every single year. We can never, as long as Steve Cohen continues to operate like this, you can never say anything bad about him. No, no, that's what I was just going to say, unless he goes, you know, wolf on him and something happens or whatever, he can't, you know, he starts penny-pinching and stuff and, you know, we're starting, we start not sitting at these tables that I love sitting at. At these restaurants, then uh, and I'm saying figures to be obviously I'm not going. To I know, I know. Yeah, what what, re- what restaurant or uh, restaurants you hanging out there, Hector? Come yeah, on. Right. <laughs> My kitchen, that's what No, but but as I know, you don't like Sandy Alderson, and I understand why. But as he said, you know, the well, Mets will be I'm shopping at the the gourmet section. So I mean, that's the Mets have. Think about it. The Mets have been operating in the last couple of years under Cohen the way that we expected them to, the way that we needed them to and wanted them to for a very long time, you're right. The results may vary, but as long as he tries every year and he's done that and beyond, there's nothing anybody can complain about from a Met fan's perspective as, uh, uh, when it pertains to Steve Cohen. No, absolutely not. And listen, not, I, I totally expect that sometimes we'll make mistakes. <laughs> so I'm going to get to that mistake in a second. Um, you know, and I totally expect that there's going to be a point where he's going to adjust the payroll and it's going to come down, like, and he's already into that, that but I, I've expected that from the beginning. So, no, depending on how it plays out, but like I said, right now, I have no problem with anything he said. I don't see it as backtracking or anything like that. I feel confident that he's going to try to do his best to put these guys in position to succeed. At the end of the day, you know, we're going to complain about manager, managers, every coach, pitching coach. It's the guys on the field that got to handle their business, man. And we'll complain oh, about them, too. I mean, we're going to complain about everything. About about them too. But that's part that's of it. That's what I'm going to say, now. Darren Ruff, man. Listen, I feel, and as long as he's there, I'm going to hope that he turns it around and he turns it to whatever the heck the mess think that he is. Um, but I feel personally that they should just cut ties with this guy. So if you pay attention to Twitter, if you talk to any Mets fan, nobody, no one wants to see this dude. And... Lucky for him, they start on the road, and maybe he can go off and hit a couple of home runs, maybe have a game-winning hit, a couple of doubles from RB. Like, he has to be outrageous. Because if he doesn't, the amount of booze that this dude is going to hear on opening day when he gets introduced, and if he flies out or whatever, he makes any out, I think it's going to be unbearable. And, and, and for all, I the actually whole, think, all the good with the season sound, I don't think that the Mets need that right now. Right? I actually Why think that he's going to be okay. By the way, Ruff is I only going to... Yeah, he's he's got a veteran track record. They're not asking him to hit you know thirty five home runs. All he's going to do is hit lefties, which is not even going to be that often. He's going to have a couple of pinch hit appearances, start every you know five days, however often they face a lefty. I actually think Ruff might be okay. It's frustrating that he's there. I hated the idea of Vogelback and Ruff last year. Vogelback. Now is Vogelback going to swing the bat now? Now that everybody's happy that he's lost some weight because I, I don't care how heavy he is. Uh, swing the bag, Vogelback. Please swing the bat. 
Yeah, I don't care what he weighs. I care I care what he hits. I don't care about what it says when he steps exactly. on the scale. I care about how many homers he is. But one thing I would say was encouraging, Hector, is that Buck apparently said he looked pretty good around first base. If Vogelback can make himself more useful and play first base, now that I think that helps out his value a little bit. Now at least I'm saying, okay, well, he's a he's not just a DH that can't do anything else. He could back up and play first a little bit. I'd be okay with that. No, no, that'd be good. I know. I mean, I, I don't really have too much concern with it, but I know there's a lot of fans that want to see Pete maybe get some time off, um, especially maybe not play first base as much, just so that because a lot of people feel that he got tired towards the end of the season. I feel more it was more that he put a lot of pressure on himself to come through and stuff. Yeah, and you know, but I mean, I think it could be a little bit of both, right? So I, if Vogelback could be the help at first base, I even saw I think it was Vientos was at first base getting some grounders and stuff, but. I mean, we yeah. yeah, I mean, they have a lot of depth, Hector, and we appreciate you taking the time to call. Obviously, you, it was Joe. always good to talk to you. Get, make sure you call me tomorrow. And when you call tomorrow, if you could call tomorrow or the next time, on the next two days, I know you okay. you are a hawk like with my schedule and you want to know exactly when I'm going to be on. You worry about me <laughs> taking too many days off here. I'll be on the next two days. When you, well, I, I don't worry about it. I just wish I had you know, some kind of vacation package like that. Like, you have to <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what it reminds me of, Sal, when I used to work at the United Nations? Because a lot of these people were international, right? They got, like, two months vacation. And they were going away for four or five weeks at a time, right? Because these guys are going away across the world. Sometimes it takes them a day and a half to get there. Yeah. They're not going to go away for a weekend, right? Because so, I would ask them sometimes, like, how do these guys go away for so long? Like, whoa, hey, it takes me two days to get there, two days to come back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It has to be worth it. Yeah. No. No. Get out of here, Hector. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. No. What happens is, you know, toward the end of the year, around the holiday time, whether schedule gets moved a little bit or I'm different, you know, doing different days, different shows, taking some days off, of course. So it makes it seem like it's a lot. Then it goes right into February, which is the month where I would take the most time off because it's the least busiest time of the sports year matter of fact i was just looking almost crying looking at the schedule that lies ahead i'm basically not off the only time i'm taking off again is going to be spring training and that's kind of a work trip as well uh, i actually have to put in for those days that's march 17th and then march 20th or whatever but i'll be on baseball night in new york every day uh except the 17th which is that friday and then here um i'm Pretty sure I'm going to be doing five days a week for the foreseeable future outside of that uh, one weekend. And we get to baseball season, away we go. But yeah, February's the time to take vacation. Come on. Don't be checking my days, Hector. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is their to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The fan is better when you're part of it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Go to five a.m. The warm up show with Al and CeeLo, who's in for Jerry, who's in for Geo. Everybody's getting sick around here. Marco's out. We got a manual in for him. What's going on? Um, what was I going to say here? Uh, Fleeks, are you going to JJ's bachelor party? When is that? That's coming up in March, right? That is the very end of March into early April, Final Four weekend. Yeah. And opening day. He, so we got about a month or so to that. He invited me to go to that uh, a while ago. And I was like, like, I'd love to go. And I go, let me run it by the boss. You know, my wife, of course, not Spike or anybody like that. I had to ask my wife about it. And I knew what I was getting myself into, but I did it anyway. Because I'm like, a part of me is thinking, oh, this will be fun. I know Fleegs will be there. I know some of the other people that he invited that I haven't seen in forever. It'd be so nice to get away and go to Vegas for a weekend and hang out. And I stupidly brought this up to my wife. How do you think she reacted? 
It's like, it was just, it was DOA, dead on arrival. And I was like, you're right. You know what? I shouldn't have brought it up. Do you think that with all the hours you work that you can justify going away for a weekend to hang out with on a bachelor party weekend? You guys are going to have a blast there. How many people you know that are going? That I know that are yeah. going? Uh, well, over a dozen, because I know a bunch of, I know obviously the, all the people who are here, people right. who used to work here that aren't here anymore, and a lot, you know, friends from Staten Island, the Q's guys, people, I know I know pretty much everybody that's going to be there. A lot of people from here are going? Yeah, to the point where we told David in advance, because like, listen, we don't know what you're doing with the schedule, but good luck, we're all going to be in Vegas for five wow. days. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot. So that is the last weekend of March leading into, yeah, and then I wanted to actually do potentially Miami that weekend. But here's the uh, opening day we talked about was there. Y- right. If, yeah. if not for JJ's bachelor party, I would have been there for Mets opening day. I've never been to that ballpark yet. Mets are there. It's their only trip to Miami on a weekend this year. So that might be a possibility. And the only reason why it might be a possibility, and even that has become a, it's become a difficult ask, is because Miami is probably the one city in baseball that my wife would want to go to. Right. It's not like you're dragging her there. It's, hey, you can enjoy Miami. I'm going to go yeah. to one baseball game for a few hours, but the rest of the time we get to enjoy Miami. Right. Let's not go see Houston or Texas, which are the two ballparks, or even Atlanta. You know, we could go down to Miami for a weekend. I got to get my mother to watch the baby because bringing the baby could be, it's just probably not going to work. And then that turns into a solo sal trip, and that turns into a problem. Like it can't be, I can't be doing this. Vegas is tough too. Like maybe you could have pulled yes. off. Hey, they're going to AC for a few days. Can I just go down for one night? I'll drive up, you know, whatever. Come back the next day. Maybe that's manageable. With Vegas, it's I mean, minimum three full days. You're just gone. I'm there's, toast. There's no way. I mean, you had you you were so much better off just not I know. making that ask. The, the chances of her saying yes. Maybe one percent. Instead, you just got the. Now she's thinking, I can't believe he, he would even. Right. I can't even believe you would even ask that. And here I am, JJ. Why? I wish he didn't even ask me. What was I, worse, the words she said or the look you got? Um, great question. I think the I think the words. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but your words will definitely hurt me. It was the words. I just, because J.J. started to paint the picture, and then I started to get the itch. I haven't been to Vegas since 2007, maybe. And you're going, that's a long time ago. And prior to that final trip, we went like three years in a row. Me and Moose used to go all the time. So Moose, I know, was invited. He's like, you going to go, man? I was like, I don't know. I I might. And then we were both like, everybody in the world, uh, Beningo was invited. I know he passed. Uh, I mean, pretty much anybody you know that knows J.J., Right, which I could see would be a great time to go. It's a good excuse to go to Vegas. Like, when the hell am I going back to Vegas? Uh, apparently never. Because it, my wife just won't allow it. Do you think that that's a good idea to bring that? And I was like, oh, you're right. I knew what I was getting into, but J.J. painted such a nice picture, and it made me think of the old me, single cell, where I could come and go as I please, go wherever the hell I want to. And then I realized that that Sal is dead. And married father Sal just can't go on a bachelor party weekend in Vegas for three days. You're right. I could have made, I could have gotten to Atlantic City for a night. That would have been something I could probably pull off. It would have sucked having to drive all the way there one quick night and then out. But I could have at least done that. This is just not possible. And I'll have to live vicariously through you guys. I'm sure when you come back, you'll have all the fun. 
and I'm coming back. We're on the red eye back, and I'm back later that night. So I'll be in. I mean, God knows what state <laughs> later so that Tuesday night. That two. So after because we're staying said, for the national championship which is game, th- which is the April third month that month. Right. Yeah. Okay. And so the red eye after that, me Rosenberg, Rascona, JJ, everybody flying out the red eye out of Vegas Monday night. And you get in what time? Seven. Th- their flight's all earlier. They're going to JFK. I'm going to Newark. My flight lands at like seven seven thirty, and I will be asleep until the last possible minute <laughs> until when I have to get in here, come in here. Oh, that's great. Well, anyway, have fun, and I'll just be here hanging out. Send you pics from the sports book on opening day. Oh, yeah. All right. Maybe you could bet our over-unders, although we could do that now from anywhere. I mean, I just go to Super Bowl. I will be putting in a ticket. It's, you know, Mets opening day. Like, that'll be the one where I go to the window and, like, get the official ticket in my hand. All right, the Mets money line on opening day against the Marlins. It was so much fun. I remember, again, like 2007, going with Moose, and we'd make a bet, like Cubs, Pirates. Was that the famous trip that resulted in Chris McMonagle getting a job at WFAN? Well, yeah, one of those did. Well, I forget which one, but I think that that might have been the one, the last time we were out there, where we met C-Mac randomly in an elevator. It's something he recognized Moose, or his friends recognized Moose, ended up getting an internship, and now here we are. With the numbers going, there's a much better chance WFAN loses an employee on this trip than gains one. <laughs> I'm not going to say who, but, you know. Oh, we and it's be- not me, but. There are odds on that. you got to give me the full list of who's going, and I'll correctly predict which one we're going to lose uh, during that trip. 877-337-6666. Lewis is calling from Somerset, New Jersey. What's up, Lewis? What's going on, Sal? How are you, good morning, Lewis? Brother. Good to hear from good, you. Good. <clears throat> good, good. How are you? Yeah, not bad. I'm all right. Miss you, brother. Miss you, brother. Thank you. I appreciate that, Lewis. Yeah, I rarely call in when you're not in. So check this out real quick. A couple quick points. Uh, all right, so number one with the Giants and Daniel. All right. So I personally don't think that 3,200 yards, 15 touchdowns, five interceptions, and what, about 91 quarterback rating? Um, it's enough for me to say $45 million. Yes. Even if, even if he's just going – negotiating high and starting at $45 million, I don't even think, you know, we talked about this before, $40 million. I'm not even paying that either because that's not enough of a season. Um, what I would do is because I would give them, you know, I, 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 I would give them the benefit of the doubt is I would franchise them, $32 million, franchise them. Um, as far as Saquon, I think when we drafted him at number two, we overpaid for him then. Um, so now if he's not going to get – um, the hometown discount, then you got to just cut to, cut the ties because you know it's it, it's proven that in today, back in the eighties, nineties, you you paid this for running backs. We're not in those times now, right? So right. so I'm not gonna overpay for him again just to keep him. Yes, he's productive, but you know what, Sal? At that position, he he his, he's on the decline. He's not he he's not still he's not ascending still. So. I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm. I'm just not gonna do that now. If Jones can prove that, you know, even let's say we lose Saquon, and 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 he could have a solid, a, a good solid season, because everybody's saying great season, great season. I'm sorry, 3,200 yards is not a great season. He had it. He had a good season from the from the point of view, and I'm a huge Giants fan, so he had a right. good season right. from the point of view. Of you know no mistakes and everything, but fifteen touchdowns. I mean, I would I I would like yeah, to see I a little just, bit more. I wouldn't just go on the numbers, Lewis, but I would have concerns about what he is capable of. 
Again, Absolutely. He, you know, he's shown he can throw the football well. I get it. He needs more weapons. But to commit long-term now to a deal worth $40 million or more, I, I don't know how you can it's, do it's, that. It's not, it's, it's, it's not a, it, I don't think it's a smart business move. And, and, and unfortunately, that's what the last um, regimen, they, they left us, right? So this is, this is what this, this, this GM has to deal with, that, that, that the last one dealt, you know, it, because what, one thing we know is for sure is this. We got the head coach. It's a unique. So we yeah, well, that is true. You know for sure. I was going to say, and you got the general manager. Now, I believe in Joe Shane just as much as I do Brian Dable, but he's got to prove himself here over some time. But it's such a unique situation, Lewis, in that usually when you have a new general manager and a new head coach taking over a franchise, there is a clean slate. That is why you I, heard me yell about it for months or whatever. Mm-hmm. To why I wanted to move on from Daniel Jones, I just wanted a fresh, clean start to where they draft their own quarterback, and then we could all get on the same clock. And now, because Jones went out there and had success, it's a good thing that he proved to be a good quarterback. But now it's kind of convoluted to where he's the guy that they're going to have to commit to long term here for the next five years at a ridiculous amount. And is he really worth that? I don't think. I, I, listen, I, I was I was one that I was ready before the season started to, like, I'm done with Jacobs. I mean, with, with Daniel Jones. But um, he had a decent he, – he proved something. I don't think he proved that he's worth that tier quarterback at that 40 million range. I'm sorry. You know, it's like, listen, I, I, he, he had a good season, and, I, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm all for that. But I'm, not, I'm just not going to overpay. Two quick questions for you, Sam. Yeah. Number yeah. one, um, have, you, have you watched the XFL at all? No. No. Okay. Jeez. Okay. So it's Did you? Not, not too, not, yeah, not too bad football. Why? Not too bad football. Did you bet on it? I, no, I did. So that's what I wanted to see it to see if if it's going to be worth me betting on it. And? And I, 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 I'll put a couple of bets in. Okay. All right. I mean. And then the second question yeah. is, by any chance, have you ever watched a basketball game at Fordham U? Uh, I've no. I think I haven't done basketball. I've done football there, not basketball. Dude, you, I, I, I highly recommend a basketball game. I went last week because um, one of my good friends, his son plays for St. Bonaventures, and um, they played against Fordham mm. last week. Man, what a nice atmosphere to be in. Yeah, I don't think I've done that, Lewis. Thank you for the call. I'm trying to think. I probably would have remembered it. I did Manhattan. Because I, I used to do Columbia basketball. So wherever they would go, uh, you know, occasionally I do some road games there. I'm trying to think of the locals that I went to. Definitely I did Manhattan once, which was pretty cool. Um, I mean, heck, we did a game at the Garden, which was awesome. But I don't believe Fordham. Definitely football. Columbia used to play Fordham in football, and I remember doing games there where they got pasted. But I don't recall. Uh, I don't recall the basketball. I'd check it out one day. Uh, probably not, but I would. I would like to. I mean, it probably will never happen, but it's, you know, one of those things. Uh, Duke is calling from Manhattan. What's up, Duke? Hey, Sal. Like you, I'm a big Mets and Jets fan, um, but we have some things in common beyond that and some things we don't agree on. Let's talk about what we agree on. You're a huge Steve Cohn fan, and he's such a game changer. How refreshing it is to have an owner who is a fan and is all in. He's such a great, um, he gives us reason to be hopeful. Oh, you mean After King so Cohen? We, yeah, we I love King Cohen. 
So because of him, I have great met expectations. I, I came up with this. I have great met expectations. We don't even have to win the the World Series. Just all the moves that he's making and the way that there's so much to take away from last season. I know we're heading in the right direction. And as we approach baseball season, I feel really good and I've got great Mets expectations. I invite you and the other, your other listeners, Mets Nation, to join me in having great Mets expectations. Now, unfortunately. Is Mets Nation a thing? I'm not even familiar with that. But anyway, go ahead. Continue. Mets expectations? Yeah. Well, no, I know that's your thing. Yeah. No, that I know. Mets Nation, Mets expectations. Um, whatever. You could run with that. Well, I don't have great Jets expectations. Um, Jets expectations, especially because of the quarterback situation and, and because the owner is, is, you know, he may be good in a lot of things. He's, he's not a great owner, but let's just talk about the quarterback. You have a, you have a much more optimistic view about Aaron Rodgers and, uh, and Zach Wilson. Aaron Rodgers is a mistake. He's very, he's outspoken. He's, he's like a, he, he has, Kyrie Irving tendencies. He's a polarizing guy in a town that will, that will turn against him. And I, I think he's, we have so much negative juju going on with the Jets right now that I think Aaron Rodgers is a, is a huge mistake. Yeah, see, I, 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 think, I couldn't disagree more, Duke. I don't understand something, and thank you for the call. Appreciate you checking in. Why wouldn't you want a great player? He's a great quarterback for a franchise that has had. I mean, guys, uh, you don't need me to tell you the quarterbacks that have been run through there, the the jet, or just in general, how bad they've been. Aaron Rodgers immediately becomes the best player to ever suit up for the Jets, and he's still playing at a very, very high level. I mean, look, I get that Carr had a good meeting, and I get that everybody's going to be excited about that because you feel like, hey, at worst case, we should be able to get Derek Carr. No. No, it's all about Aaron Rodgers. There is no negative. There's no negative when it talks when you talk about Aaron Rodgers and him dealing with the media or his personality. Who gives a crap? Aaron Rodgers can go smoke and eat and go dark, whatever the hell he wants to do. I don't care what kind of hallucinogen he wants. I don't care what he does. As long as he goes out there and wins. And that's all he's done. I've used this example all the time. Aaron Rodgers is so good that winning one Super Bowl is not enough. You know you're good when you get criticized for winning only one. Yeah, but he won one Super Bowl. Big deal. Yeah, in five games. You won one Super Bowl? (laughs) Big deal. Nobody says that about Drew Brees. That's how good Rodgers is. And this is not... You know, a guy that's clearly past his prime. It's a guy that played at a very high level a year ago. It is, he's the guy that could put the Jets in the conversation to be legitimate, legitimate contenders in the AFC. Now, obviously, a lot has to happen. You look at the AFC, the gauntlet with Mahomes and Burrow and everything else that they got going on there. You know, Allen, obviously, Lamar Jackson, if he stays in Baltimore, Herbert. The AFC is loaded. But Aaron Rodgers gets you in that conversation. Nobody else does. 
Forget the negativity or how he answers to the media. Who gives a crap? When, since when do we care about that stuff? As, as a fan, you know, it's different working in the media. But And I don't even really consider myself a member of the media. But I at least have that understanding. As a fan, growing up as a kid, I couldn't care less about any of that stuff. Any of it. Who cares? Players good, get the job done. That's all that matters. And that's what Aaron Rodgers is. A great player who gets the job done. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Drafted in 1988 in the 62nd round, the 1390th pick overall. Today, he calls Cooperstown home. Mike Piazza, welcome to the Hall of Fame. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Hey, is Jacob Degrom throwing a ball pin yet? <laughs> Remember when those used to be our problems? Degrom, oh, it's a side issue, and you know it's no big deal. He's if really if it were regular season, he'd be out there right now. Not a big deal at all. Nothing to be worried about. It's an abundance of caution. We're just gonna push him back a day or two. That would be the lead story for a week. We'd be talking about, oh, Sal again. Do you believe this guy? He's always heard. It's always something. Now, that's me wiping my hands with the problem. Not our problem anymore. See ya. Enjoy him, Texas. Before it even gets started, DeGrom already. Oh, some side tightness. Okay. You know what I saw yesterday? Justin Verlander throw like a big boy. Throw a bullpen. Throw off the mound. Imagine that. DeGrom's taking photos for photo day. Which is also weird, I thought. I know, look, not to pick on DeGrom. I, I know how great he was, but you know, the reality is there were some issues there. You may not want to believe it. It's the truth. And it's always something. Why is it him? I'm sure there are plenty of pitchers who have gotten pushed back, but what about DeGrom? Why him? Oh, no, 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 just out of an abundance of caution. Yeah, I know. Right. If it were the regular season, he'd start. I'm I'm sure. I'm sure there's going to be no issues whatsoever. He couldn't just be like everybody else and pitch? You hear about anybody else getting pushed back? Big names like that? Stewart is calling. Speaking of big names, Stewart is calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Stewart? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, right, Sal. You were concerned last year. <clears throat> Everybody was. But let's get to the point. About what? Jake the Snake you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts with the famous DDT. No, Jake the Snake DeGrom is what I'm talking about. But yes, oh, you're right. right. Well, Jake the Snake DeGrom, yeah, he turned out to be a real snake, right? What, what, year's, uh, what year wrestling expert are you again? From the 1960s. 
Yeah, but Jake the Snake is not from the 1960s. No, I followed Jake the Snake up through. I followed wrestling basically up through 2000 when my boy came in. Brock. Oh, that's right, because you do right. You do the Rock impression. And I followed wrestling up until when Lesnar came in. So you went from like 1960 something. 1963. So like Bruno, Chief J. Strongbow, all those guys. Who? Chief J. Strongbow. You're not familiar with. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, what about what about the Rock's what about the Rock's grandfather? What? Oh yeah, yeah. What about the Rock's grandfather? Was it Peter Maivia, High Chief Peter? No, Ma- William Johnson. No, no, no. His grandfather. Oh well. Oh. Peter yeah. Peter Maivia, right? Yeah, yeah. Maivia was the grandfather. I didn't follow him, but I knew of him. Right. Okay. And then you you knew like the Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth. Yeah, of course. Can you give me an ooh yeah? Not on the phone. Oh, come on, Stuart. Why are you being bashful all of a sudden? Oh, come on. You tell us about your browser history when you when it comes to Rihanna and you can't do an ooh yeah impression? I'm in my house, and if I do that, if I wake someone up. I got you. They're going to have all sorts of problems with those damn neighbors. Then, you know, who needs that? No, no. When I see you, I'll give you the the eyebrow and the ooh yeah. Okay, I'm looking forward to it. Okay. But, Sal. Daniel Jones is not a $45 million contract quarterback. No way. And you want to know something, Sal? If they give him 30 he should take it. Yeah, then well. go out and prove yourself again and go have a 4,500-yard season with 35, 40 touchdowns, and then you can get your money. Well, I don't think that that's going to happen. Uh, either of those two things are going to happen. Daniel not. Jones is going to try to cash in now. But no, he's he, not cashing in. You know what? Then they'd be better off giving him the franchise tag, and let's and see if he goes out there and does it again. That's probably that, the that's smartest the move. That, but the NFL cap, like I heard somebody was, you talking about it earlier in the show, mm-hmm. the NFL cap is a, it's, it's very restrictive, and it's hurting everybody. Right. All the teams, they're getting hurt. Right. Well, if you got if you got to lock into Daniel Jones for thirty two million, and it can't be moved, you know you're going to be hurt as far as trying to build this team this year. So what would happen in that scenario was the Giants you would expect are going to take a step back. I mean, they're going to take a step back, but it would take a step back, and they might anyway. But it would it would at least show you know it at least give us one more legitimate opportunity to see if Daniel Jones could Daniel Jones could put together another season like that. Weapon. He needs a receiver, and if you do what you, if they do step into him, they're not going to be able to get that receiver. Well, they could draft. I mean, they got to draft a receiver too. You know. Yeah, well, the draft. How long will it take for receivers to get up to speed? Well, some guys you could have an impact as a rookie if you draft the right guy. Right, but getting to the judge, you really believe Aaron Rodgers is the answer for one or two years? Yes. Be a mentor. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think will he's. Mentor Zach? Uh, well, that's not why you're bringing him here. You're bringing okay, Rodgers here to go try to win a win. Super Bowl. Right. And, and in the process, you know, in the process, Zach Wilson, his hero was Aaron Rodgers. So I do well, think maybe that... Maybe he'd be able to... Maybe he would listen to Aaron Rodgers. Potentially. And, and what he would say. Potentially. And maybe he would learn from him, for sure. Correct. Uh, you know, let's get to some... You know, let's say this much. I think the, the, the Jacob DeGrom, yes, he was a great pitcher, but he was... He, I mean, he doesn't have enough wins as to uh, getting into, uh, I don't know if he's going to get into the Hall of Fame or not, but I think the fact that Felix Hernandez back in 2012, I believe it was, got the Cy Young, 
with a 13 and 12 record, and CC had a 19 and 7 record with a 3.12 ERA, mm-hmm. and Hernandez was, I think, 2.45 or 2.35. Um, I'm not exactly sure. Well, what are we talking about here? Hall of Fame with Sabathia? Yeah, not with Sabathia, with Jacob Deram. Oh, oh, with Degrom. I'm sorry. I don't think he is. Uh, well, he's still got. He he's still right now. You're talking about if his career was over. No, he's probably not. No, he's not all the same. I don't know. It depends how he pitches. For hopefully, he can last the five or six year contract with the Rangers. But I don't know if the arms going to let him. It might fall off. The arm. I mean, it's the side. It's the back. It's the I shoulder. I mean, the, the forearm, the, the fingernail, and who, I bad don't know haircut. Who said, yeah. I don't know who said this, but somebody got me very ticked off. Ooh. Very ticked off. Like, uh, close to, you know that level. Uh-oh. Uh, um, the danger zone? He was the best pitcher the Mets ever had. <laughs> who, said, who said that? I don't remember who, but uh, that's, an, that's an insult. Where did they say it? Nobody said that. On the station. No. That, uh-huh. Was it a caller? It couldn't have been oh, a host. One of the hosts. No way. Yes, way. No freaking way. Well, I need names, Stuart. I need to know who said that. I don't remember who. Was it on the overnight? Yeah. Uh, no, wait, wait, wait. It was on the weekend. Okay. It was on the weekend. Somebody said Jacob DeGrom was the best match pitcher ever had. And you didn't call in and let them have it? I tried to get in. It was toward the end of the show. Who could possibly have said that? Now, we know who the best player the Mets ever had was, right? Well, Mike Piazza, of course. Mm-mm. Uh, Dwight Gooden. <laughs> Pedro Martinez. <laughs> Carlos Beltran. His statue's out front. Daryl Strawberry. His statue. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the franchise. Mm. The franchise. Did, oh, boy. So did you hear that? Stewart actually said, Emmanuel Fleas, you guys could hop in on this, that somebody was doing a show over the weekend. That said, Not this past weekend, a couple of weekends ago. Okay, a couple of weekends ago, somebody was doing a show and said that DeGrom was the best pitcher to ever play for the Mets. I mean, that is unacceptable. Really? I mean, you could have your own opinions. There are certain things that are non-negotiable. That's one of them. You cannot... How could you come I don't think the, the biggest Jacob DeGrom fan, but like, Evan's the biggest DeGrom fan, and he was never alive yeah. to watch Seaver pitch. Evan would never even utter... You wouldn't... A, a, a same person wouldn't even have that thought. It's not up for debate. Like, I even know DeGrom's obviously the best match pitcher I have seen. Right. I would never in my life think that he's number one. He's probably not even number two. Like, it's just, but number one is such untouchable territory. You can't even go there. Stuart, are you sure there was not, you know, like, oh, in my opinion, or or he's the best pitcher it that I've ever my, seen? It might have been in his opinion. Like, that, he, that he's okay. ever seen. Maybe this but, uh, but, yeah, that, that might have been in his opinion. Okay. But somebody said something to that effect. Right. And it, that was very unacceptable. That's not even... Dwight Gooden's not even close. Well, don't say that. I mean, come on. Doc no. is Doc was the greatest pitcher of my lifetime. He wasn't even close. Doctor K, come on. Hey, you know I what love I Doctor K. Did you ever I see Doctor K? I was sitting in the left field mezzanine area in nineteen eighty five with a friend of mine, and Doc came over. I said, I yelled out, "Hey, Doc!" I said. What's up? He gave me two thumbs up. I said, that's my boy. What's up, Doc? I love it, Stuart. Have you ever watched 1986, A Year to Remember? What? 
1986, A Year to Remember, the video? I have seen videos of... Uh... Oh, no. Uh, on the Mets. You would the know this one. Mets, you, you get, no, no, forget the Millennium Mets. No, 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 forget to. No, and thank you for the call, Stuart. Love you. The, the greatest video ever created, it's called 1986, A Year to Remember. It's a must-watch, especially, and I did the show with Evan last week. We were talking about it because Tim McCarver unfortunately passed away, and we were talking about some of the highlights from that video. So I went back and watched it over the weekend. They actually have it. On, it's on YouTube. You could find it easy on YouTube. It's an hour. I'm going to my you parents' house today. They have the VHS. Yeah. Maybe I'm going to pop that in. Yeah, you, now, you've seen it or not really? I have seen, it, seen yes. it, Yeah, it's a must-watch. That's my only connection to the 8016. Yeah. I was born years later. Right, of course. You got if, you're, if you have anything, I was talking to somebody at SNY the other day saying this, that if I was running SNY or the Mets, it would be a prerequisite. Like, you have to watch that, especially because the last time they won a championship, you have to have an understanding. Manuel, you're a Yankee fan. I'm assuming you have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. 1986, you remember the video? Oh, the video for me? Yeah, you're a young Yankee fan, so you have no idea. It's like the season highlight video. Oh, so it's like a World Series DVD. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's just... That should be required then if you work oh, at the Mets Network. Oh, my God. It, you you got to watch it to understand the history. It just gives you... Plus, Keith and Ron are obviously featured in it. For, forget about just the Mets Network. Like, in general, if you are a Mets fan... Whether you're my age, Fleeg's age, whatever, your age, you should be watching that. It just gives you great history on one of the all-time teams. I mean, you, you, they weren't obviously a dynasty, but it was just a great team. Anyway, what was I going? Oh, Doc. I mean, you know, you look at Doc, what he did that year, the year before. I mean, come on, dude. That was my team. But I'm not going to sit here and say, well, Doc's the greatest pitcher ever. I mean, it's obviously Seaver. Come on. Who said such blasphemy? I just asked Emmanuel because he said, oh, like a World Series DVD. I said, did you ever use a VHS? You want to guess what he answered? What? <laughs> yeah, once or twice. Do you, you know what a VHS is? I do. That was how I, I actually it. used it once or twice, but it was like when I was six or seven years old. Now, how old are you? I'm 23. And Fleege, you're how old again? 31. All right, so we got a couple of decades cover here. You're 23? 23. Good God. Do you know what I was doing at 23? And he's already been here like four or five years. Oh, my God. That's depressing. You're 20 years young. I started. You were born in? 99. Yeah. I mean, I started here in 2003. Like, that's when you illustrate the overlap. Like, you could say I'm 20 years old or whatever, but when you say you started at FAN when I was like. Right. Emmanuel does not remember those late 90s Yankees teams. He's heard about them, gone back and watched these videos about, like, the highlights and what the years were. But he does not. He wasn't witnessing them live like we were. The O nine team is my team. Which? Oh my god! Right. The O nine team is how I got really like I was a fan for a few years already. But that's the team Dude, for me. You missed out. Oh four didn't even hurt him. You missed out. I did miss out. I was thinking like, oh, he's probably laughing at us as a Yankee fan. We're holding on to some VHS tape from 1986. He's got all these dynasty teams to watch. Meanwhile, he doesn't. No, that's almost worse. Like we're annoyed. Like I'm annoyed. Yeah. I just missed out on the Mets. I know Evan talks about that. He kind of just missed 86. He was too young for Emmanuel. It's like he just missed out on a dynasty. Yes. That's why I get the VHS to a certain point because the 09 World Series DVD. Yeah. Like I hold that near and dear. I love watching Now, that. did you go back and watch the other ones? Like I watched a lot of like highlights and perspectives, like Yankeeographies, sure, yeah. but never like the DVD or the VHS. In that God, case. it is it is hard for me. I'm sorry, I'm like old manning out right here. It is hard for me to fathom 
that you have no recollection, like live, watching the Yankees dynasty. It's one thing if you tell me, Sal, 86, who the hell is Danny Heap? I have no idea. Like, that I can understand. But for you to, I just, I can't, it doesn't compute to me. As somebody who it feels like yesterday, like even 2000, the Subway Series. Yeah, I was one. one. But even he knew that Roger Clemens was trying to hit Piazza (laughs) with that bat. Oh, yeah, he was. He was. Anyone uh, who, who watched his first words. after. <laughs> that is tremendous. God. I mean, it's great that you're having so much success at a young age. I just. Oh, no, I appreciate it. Yeah, no, you're doing well. I just, uh, you know, I can't imagine not living through those. I got to get over it. Obviously, that's part of life, but you have no idea that the Knicks were actually good. No. Like, right. the Knicks team for me, and it's sad to admit this, is 2012-2013. The Carmelo, 54 All the old win, guys, yeah. you know, Kurt Thomas, Jason yeah. Kidd, Rasheed Wallace. Well, you know, Kurt That's Thomas that's too. the Kurt version of Kurt Thomas that right. Emmanuel remembers. Right. Not our version of Kurt, Kurt Thomas. Kurt Thomas is good, but that wasn't him. That Kurt Thomas' best version for me is, like, on the road in Utah on a broken foot, helping the Knicks snap a losing dude, streak like, in 2012. Like, you, and I'm sure you know the history of whatever, and you, you do your homework with that, but, like, you missed... It's not your fault, but you miss, like, the Knicks in the 90s and the Yankees dynasty run. No, I get what you're saying because now as years pass by, I start to have aha moments like that or, mm. wow, this happened then or this happened then. I'm sure when I'm 40, I'm going to look back and say, you didn't see that? Right. There'll be somebody else. Maybe you'll be here where I am. Who knows what time of day it'll be, but you'll be here where I am, <laughs> and then there'll be somebody there, and you'll be like, man. How did you not live through that? Whatever it may be. Matsui game six. You you didn't know that. Right. 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 Because I do remember when I first started, and we'll get to the update real quick. I know you're going to get out of here. But I do remember when I first started as a a young intern, Ackerman or or other people in the newsroom were like, you know, giving the old history test. All right, you don't know that. And I'm like, dude, I don't know. What are you talking about, old man? Leave me alone. And now I'm that old man. But you, like, I didn't really, I don't feel like I missed much. In the 70s, right? Like, that would be the equivalent, I guess, 60s or 70s. Obviously, you know, you want to go back with the Yankees and how great they were. But you missed the the entire decade of the 90s was the Knicks and the Yankees. And you missed it all. That's one thing. Like, if someone asked me, can you move up when you were born? I would want to be in my early teens or maybe in college during the 90s dynasty. You know what I'd want? I want to be born when you were born. Miss the whole damn Yankees dynasty. <laughs> Want nothing to do with it. And I'd be 23 right now. Oh, you living on your own? What's your deal? So I'm living still at home. Okay. Yeah, I, I get it. All right. Yeah, on Long Island. I'm here sometimes. I'm upstate sometimes for other jobs. So I, I, that's my home base. You got your Long whole Island. life in front of you. Yeah. Oh, look at you. Well, when you think about it. Yeah. I'm envious. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, 
from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.